lay white and windswept, a barricade of emptiness, to one side the spaceport and the white skyscraper of the Terran headquarters, and at the other side the clutter of low buildings, the street shrine, the little spaceport café, smelling of coffee and jacko, and the dark opening mouths of streets that ramble down into the carcer, the old town, the native quarter. But I was alone in the square, with the shrill cries closer now, raising echoes from the enclosing walls, and the loping of many feet down one of the dirty streets. Then I saw him, running, dodging, a hail of stones flying round his head, someone or something small and cloaked and agile. Behind him the still, faceless mob howled and threw stones. I could not yet understand the cries, but they were out for blood, and I knew it. I said briefly, trouble coming, just before the mob spilled out into the square. The fleeing dwarf stared about wildly for an instant, his head jerking from side to side so rapidly that it was impossible to get even a fleeting impression of his face, human or non-human, familiar or bizarre. Then, like a pellet loosed from its sling, he made straight for the gateway in safety. And behind him the loping mob yelled and howled and came pouring over half the square, just half. Then, by that sudden intuition which permeates even the most crazed mob with some semblance of reason, they came to a ragged halt, heads turning from side to side. I stepped up on the lowest step of the headquarters building and looked them over. Most of them were chucks, the furred man-tall non-humans of the Carsa, and not the better class. Their fur was unkempt, their tails naked with filth and disease. Their leather aprons hung in tatters. One or two in the crowd were humans, the dregs of the Carsa. But the star and rocket emblem, blazoned across the spaceport gates, sobered even the wildest blood-lust somewhat. They milled and shifted uneasily in their half of the square. For a moment I did not see where their quarry had gone. Then I saw him crouched, not four feet from me, in a patch of shadow. Simultaneously the mob saw him, huddled just beyond the gateway, and a howl of frustration and rage went ringing round the square. Someone threw a stone. It zipped over my head, narrowly missing me, and landed at the feet of the black-leathered guard. He jerked his head up and gestured with the shocker, which had suddenly come unholstered. The gesture should have been enough. On Wolf, Terran law has been written in blood and fire and exploding atoms, and the line is drawn firm and clear. The men of Space Force do not interfere in the old town or in any of the native cities. But when violence steps over the threshold, passing the blazon of the star and rocket, punishment is swift and terrible. The threat should have been enough. Instead, a howl of abuse went up from the crowd. Terranan, son of the ape! The Space Force guards were shoulder to shoulder behind me now. The snub-nosed kid, looking slightly pale, called out, Get inside the gates, Cargill. If I have to shoot... The older man motioned him to silence. Wait, Cargill, he called. I nodded to show that I heard. You talk there, Lingo. Tell him to haul off. Damned if I want to shoot. I stepped down and walked into the open square, across the crumbled white stones, toward the ragged mob. Even with two armed Space Force men at my back, 
It made my skin crawl, but I flung up my empty hand in token of peace. "'Take your mob out of the square!' I shouted in the jargon of the Carso. "'This territory is held in compact of peace. Settle your quarrels elsewhere!' There was a little stirring in the crowd. The shock of being addressed in their own tongue, instead of the Terran standard which the Empire has forced on Wolf, held them silent for a minute. I had learned that long ago, that speaking in any of the languages of Wolf would give me a minute's advantage, but only a minute. Then one of the mob yelled, "'We'll go. If he give him to us, he's no right to Terran's sanctuary.' I walked over to the huddled dwarf, miserably trying to make himself smaller against the wall. I nudged him with my foot. "'Get up. Who are you?' The hood fell away from his face as he twitched to his feet.